to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. Life is full of ifs. If you see potential in every day, if you push for that promotion, and even bigger ifs like if you say, I do. If you can cash flow like a pro and get paid up to two days early, if you can safeguard against surprises and supercharge your savings, the if in life becomes less iffy. Regions Life Banking makes it possible. If you're interested, let's talk about the if in life. Regions Bank embrace the if in life. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Are you shopping for a new watch, an engagement ring, or any kind of jewelry at all? Then come shop where the Grizzlies and former University of Memphis Tiger grade shop, Platinum Jewelers here in Memphis. Platinum Jewelers has a big selection of earrings, stackable rings, luxury watches, necklaces, bracelets, really whatever you need. We do custom jewelry and are located at 9387 Poplar Avenue next to Fresh Market in Germantown. So if you need anything jewelry related, Come see Platinum Jewelers. Football season is quickly approaching, and that means FanDuel's giving you a chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. That's right. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl. You'll get bonus bets for every victory for that team during the regular season. And remember, you can use your bonus bets on things like spreads, player props, overs and unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Fuller and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash Fuller. F-U-L-L-E-R. 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So early on the show, Jeffrey mentioned that Lucas Glover should have gotten his pants at O'Call. He would have had better luck with high-performance pants at O'Call. The truth of the matter is, if he's still in town celebrating, he could duck over today and take advantage of the big savings ongoing as part of their semi-annual sale. Up to 70% off on spring and summer merchandise. That's right, up to 70% off on spring and summer merchandise. They reloaded from their Nashville location last week, so they still have great things in the store. So Lucas, or anyone else out there, get yourself out to see our friends at Oakland. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way, offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Watch parties aren't what they used to be. Welcome to today's matinee. Ever since we got Xfinity, my little sister and her friends can easily stream all their favorite stuff. We'll start with two episodes of Top Chef, then Chopped. When I was a kid, we'd worry about buffering. Now they just worry about what's on the charcuterie board. Enjoy these fine meats and cheeses. Mm. These are just cut up hot dogs and spray cheese. Indeed. The best way to stream your favorites is on the Xfinity 10G network. 
Introducing the best value in live TV and streaming on the best network with Xfinity Internet and Now TV. Now through August 28th, get internet on the Xfinity 10G network for $30 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Plus, add Now TV with Peacock Premium, a $5.99 a month value included at no extra cost for just $20 a month. Switch today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Now TV requires Xfinity Internet. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. Stream Top Chef on Peacock. Memphis Million is here at Southland Casino Hotel. Over a million dollars in cash, free play, and prizes are up for grabs now through August 30th. Come to Southland every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 4.30 to 8 p.m. Earn a scratch-off card to win free play, food offers, prizes, and bonus drawing entries. New members earn a free scratch-off card instantly when you sign up. Win your share of $75,000 in cash, free play, and prizes each week. See you at Southland Casino Hotel for the Memphis Million Giveaway. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with things I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of the disease called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, straight lines seem wavy, like when looking at a doorframe. For others, blurry or missing spots can make it hard to read or see loved ones' faces. Many have trouble seeing in low light, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you've been diagnosed with AMD and notice vision changes, don't wait. Talk to your eye doctor about GA today. Learn more at gawontwait.com. That's gawontwait.com. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Now, it's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Memphis Touchdown Club. Featuring coaches and speakers who shape college football. Get tickets at MemphisTouchdownClub.com. Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? <laughs> that is La Rumba de Barcelona. Spanish, uh, French singer Manu Chow. Send that out to Kyle Gasol, who entered the Basketball Hall of Fame over the weekend, and to Team USA, who went 2-0 and in exhibition play in Spain, including over Spain over the weekend. Uh, yes, uh, and including a game uh, where uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Santi Aldama both shined. Uh, were, were you, did you watch any of these games, Chris? Yeah, I watched the entirety of the Spain game, and I the Slovenia game I, I DVR'd and forward through to watch the parts where Jaron was on the floor. Um, but the Spain game was great. Like, it, like it's an exhibition game, 
but it, it did not feel like an exhibition game. Like, I mean, the crowd was really, it was in Spain, so it was sort of a road game for Team USA. Right. The crowd was really hot and really into it. The game was hotly contested. It did not feel like some preseason game, exhibition game. Like that was a, that felt like a real basketball game. It was pretty great. Before we get to Jaron and Santi, uh, what do you think of the rest of Team USA? Um, you know, I, it, it's obviously a good team. I think they are probably likely to win the tournament, but I don't think that it's a foregone conclusion. I don't think the when you consider both talent and cohesiveness and the style of play in international basketball, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that, that they're going to be better than Spain or France or Canada, which are probably the other, the other teams, all of which have some NBA talent and, and maybe a little bit more cohesive, at least Spain and, and France in particular. But I think, I think it's a good team. I think, I think that they're playing pretty well together. They're playing pretty selflessly. I don't, I don't love the bigs on the team, and like it's probably good for Jaron. I think Jaron is extremely important for this team because other than him, like I'm surprised. I don't know why Evan Mobley's not on this team. That's what somebody somebody probably wrote about that at some point about why he wasn't on the team. But to me, it's weird that he's not on this team, and Walker Kessler, who's not even playing, is on the team, and then you know Bobby Portis and Paolo Banquero. And they've said they really like Banquero playing center, like off this like like basically their backup center because he can just grab off the rim and push it up the floor. But defensively, he just doesn't give it to them. And so they really, Jaron has been crucial to this team in terms of protecting the paint with the big man stuff. And so I think, I think they're a big short in terms of bigs they can really play effectively. Um, I like the rest of it for the most part. I would like to see a little bit more Cam Johnson. I think they need more shooting on the floor. Um, but but I, I think it looks pretty good. There was a little Twitter discussion late last week, maybe Friday about who's quote-unquote better, or I don't know what the, 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 what the adjective was. Anthony Edwards, Jaron Jackson Jr., your thoughts? Yeah, they're sort of different kind of players, and it gets back into what we were talking about last week in terms of Jaron relative to Trey Young and, and relative to Shagulis Alexander. Like, Anthony Edwards is like those guys that he is built to be your best player. Um, Jaron is built to be your second best player or third best player. And so when you talk about constructing a team, like you can say Anthony Edwards better than Jaron in a vacuum, but Anthony Edwards is your number one versus Jaron is your number two. What raises your ceiling the most? It's right. kind of that kind of thing. Um, I, you know, I think if you're just redrafting the league, I, I think Anthony Edwards probably goes a little bit higher than Jaron, but it's not, a, it's not a ridiculous discussion. In terms of that, because those are the ball-dominant guys. This is exactly the discussion we were having about Shea Gillis-Alexander. In terms of those right. three, if you have a ball-dominant guy, you want him to be good enough to win a championship as the ball-dominant guy, like right? You, you yeah. want him. So and who, there aren't many of those. And there aren't many of those. Um, who's better? I mean, if you, if, if you, think, about active, yeah. think about active NBA right now, how many guys have been the best guy on the ball for a title team? It's like it's Steph, Steph Curry, yep. it's Jokic, who's a different kind of player, but he dominates the ball. Yep. It's Steph, it's Jokic, it's Giannis, it's Durant, I guess, if you give him credit over Steph on some of those teams. LeBron, Kawhi, I think that's it. I think it's six guys. Who, uh, Shea Gillis, Alexander, or Anthony Edwards? You get to start with one. <sighs> that, that That's a really close call. I mean, Alexander is Shea is SGA. However you want to say his name, he's more of a pure because he's a pure backcourt player. Whereas Edwards is a little bit more of a wing. Um, I 
I kind of like Edwards in that because I think you could play Edwards with another. He could sort of be if you you know you think about like you know the idea of like you know Curry and, and Durant together or now like Devin Booker and Durant. I could I think you I think you could pair him with another guy right. and kind of make him your number two in terms of your ball handling if you found the right the right combo and I kind of like that. All right, uh, Jaron versus Santi. Uh, how'd they play? Um, they both played really well. I, I think Jaron. Jaron's offense is going to come and go, and he had a good offensive game. And the thing about these games, no one's scoring 40, right? There's right. too many good scorers on the floor, and it's a 40-minute game. And so, you know, you had to take that into consideration. He had like 14 points. I yeah. think he was like the third lead scorer on the team, something like that. Like, that's a good offensive showing in this kind of game. Um, but the game before, I don't think he scored. I think he scored in the line against Slovenia, but I don't think he scored any field goals. His, his ability to generate shots is going to come and go because he's playing center 100% of the time on teams where everyone else on the floor is a scorer. So the ball is just not coming to him that much. Um, but he has been crucial to their defense. He's been very good defensively, unsurprisingly. And I'm really, I'm really sort of impressed by the amount of sort of physical workload he's taking on and what that can mean in terms of getting him ready for the coming season. Because he's doing all the center stuff. Like, he's only playing center. And so – He's screening all over the place. He's boxing out. He's, he's defending down low against bigger guys. Like he's, he's having to do all the physical stuff and is doing it very well. So I think he had a very good game. And Santi, you know, playing more as the face-up guy on the perimeter is like just getting more chances to, 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 to let it rip and, and get shots off. And he's coming off the bench for that Spanish team but playing a major role, and, and he looked really good. I, I think it, it's exciting for the Grizzlies We'll see what happens. You know, this is still exhibition play, so there's still a lot more to come. But I think it's exciting for the Grizzlies to see both of these guys and the way they're playing for the national teams and think about, you know, rolling that into the regular season. Uh, more on that with Santi in just a moment. Um, in terms of Jaron, I don't know, did you see the clip that was going around on Twitter of Mark Few saying, we need you to be a force? And he says, yeah, well, in Memphis, I play with Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Adams. Did you, did you see that? He's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, and that kind of is the story with Jaron, right? Like, Jaron's right. whole career, now there have been stretches. He played some Brandon Clark. It's a different kind of look. But most of his minutes in his NBA career, he's been paired with a more physical big man. It was Marcus All, and it was Jonas Valanciunas, and it was Steven Adams. And it was when Steven Adams got hurt, it was, it was Tillman. And so most of the time, he has played a different kind of role, where he is not the guy setting all the picks. He's not the guy defending the post. He's roaming. He's roaming off to, to, to like be a help defender and swat shots. He's not like going chest to chest with the other seven with the opposing center as much. And so he hasn't been asked to do that as much for the Grizzlies. He's been asked to do it for Team USA in an interesting way. And if you think the Grizzlies' future is of Jaron as more of a center than a four over time, which is likely, I think this is this is good for him. All right. In terms of Santi, what's his contractual situation? Um, this would be, I guess, year three coming up on his rookie contract. So the way the rookie contracts work is the first two years are fully guaranteed. The third and fourth year, this will be year three. The third and fourth year are team options. And then the fifth year is like the restricted free agency extension year. And so he's on his rookie contract this year or next year before they have to worry about signing him to a new deal. All right. And what can you imagine? What's the zenith for uh, Santi Aldama this year? Santi Aldama and how he fits with, with this Grizzlies team. I think that he could 
given Brandon Clark's injury and given the need to get more shooting and spacing on the floor, he could become the third big who closes games, which is sort of what the Brandon Clark role had been, right? It was, right. You know, Brandon Clark was your third big off the bench, but when, when it came time for the last six minutes of the game, it's close. Brandon Clark's on the floor with, with Jaron instead of Jonas Valanciunas or instead of Steven Adams or whatever. To me, that's what Saki can be. Can he dis- displace Tillman as the third big? I think maybe yes from the jump. That may be like, you know, game one. That might be right. that might be where he is in the pecking order. Can he displace Tillman as the true third big? And then can he be the guy who is on the floor at the end of the game? You know, with, when, you, when you talk about, you know, let's say after Ja comes back, you got Ja, Bain, Smart, Jackson. Those four you feel like are going to be on the floor most of the time down the stretch of a close game. Like, who's the fifth guy? Like, you know, that could be different players. It could be Luke Kennard. It could be whoever. Like, it could be Santi Aldama. He could be, he could be the fifth guy, ultimately. He can't be a wing. Well, it depends on the lineup construction. Like, like I said, I, I right. think you can play lineups with Jaron Tillman and Santi together. I think you can do that. I don't think you can play Jaron, Stephen Adams, and Santi. Right. Right. I, I just don't – I think that's a little too big, a little too slow. But I think Tillman's ability to defend – you know, we saw Tillman late in the regular season in the playoffs defend LeBron James right. and Kawhi Leonard. He, Tillman's ability to defend the bigger wings gives you the chances to hide Santi defensively in different places. Um, all right, and then the other thing that happened over the weekend, as you pointed out in your piece uh, on Pow, is still out there if people hadn't read it heading into the uh, Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, Pow mentions, uh, mentioned his time in Memphis during his remarks um, thanked a lot of people. It's interesting. Like Stromile Swift got a mention. He thanked Stromile Swift. Right. He thanked Lorenz and Wyatt. He thanked. Um, and so I thought that was all uh, great. The, the LA Times did a really interesting oral history of that trade um, when it happened. And of course, you know, a, a big part of that wasn't just locally it getting killed. It was Greg Popovich was killing it and Steve Kerr was killing it. And like lots of people in the league, it was unusual in that way. It's interesting. There is a in this oral history, uh, Chris Wallace is quoted talking about how much he just you know knew Mark was going to be great and that he was going to be a the he would have been. No, that's not what he says. That is not what he says. No, in no, oral no. History. Okay, he said, he said I, 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 I I quoted the actual quote if er, earlier in the show. What he said was he would have been the number eight pick, I think, in the draft. No. Uh, I have it here. Hold on one second. I I can quote you what he actually said. Um, and Mark, in response, I guess what was interesting is Mark, in response, said, come now and laughed. And that was the... Yeah, the Mark's part. wrong. Okay, go Mark's ahead. Mark's wrong. I, 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 I replied to that on Twitter to Dan Wanky. Okay. That, that quote from Chris Wallace, Yeah. he said that exact same, to, the same, same thing to me about two days after the trade. And he said it on the record. It's no longer exists right. on the internet because, you know, because the internet, I did an extensive Q&A with Chris Wallace, like, you know, in the days or week after that trade. Um, that was on my blog and the flyer, and we went into great detail on this. This is not a hindsight thing, right. and he wasn't just out of the blue. And I've, I've, I've said and written this many times over the years that it never makes the public record, I, you know, but, but, you know, I'm not making stuff up. Right. What Chris Wallace believed at the time was, what you, I'm going to channel Chris Wallace. Let me years. give you the actual quote. And he felt that even though Mark was the 48th pick the year before, if he had happened to be in the draft coming up in, two eight, in 08, he would have been a top 10 pick. Yeah, what Chris Wallace said to me on the record 20 years ago or whenever it was, was this. It was, 
yeah, I know Mark was picked 48th by the Lakers last year, but people don't understand, or not everyone understands, he got a lot better. He went back, he went back to Spain. He's the best player in that league, and he won the MVP of that league, the Spanish HCB. He's the best player in that league. If you look at the last, and Chris Wallace pointed this out to me at the time, if you look at the last four MVPs of that league before Mark, it was Luis Scola, it was Andres Nocioni, it was Juan Carlos Navarro, it was Walter Herman. All four have, had come to the NBA or, or right after that and been good like quality rotation players in the NBA. Four MVPs in a row of that league had come over and been good NBA players. Now Mark's the MVP of that league. He's like five years younger than all those dudes as the MVP of that league and bigger than those guys. And if he was in this coming draft, he's not going to be picked 48. He's going to be a first-round pick, and in fact, he's probably going to be a late lottery pick, maybe maybe like a top-ten pick. But Chris Wallace's point wasn't Mark Paul is going to be great for the Grizzlies and have his number retired. His point was he is the asset equivalent of a late lottery pick. And he and what he said to me specifically was he's going to come to the NBA and be good, and he has to come through Memphis. The implication of that was maybe he comes and plays for us, or maybe we end up trading him right somewhere else. But when we trade those rights, we're trading the right to have the value of a late lottery pick in a draft, and that's the value he represented in the trade. That's the point Chris Wallace made in the moment of that trade, and he didn't just say it out of the blue. He, he, he established the reasons why that was true, and he was right. Yeah. No, he said all those things. No, no, he said all those things to me too. Like he 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 was very clear at the time. I I was struck. I was struck. I was struck by the top ten pick. That was the part that struck me. I didn't. He wasn't telling me in the time that he was a top ten pick. And I don't like. So he was telling me much better player. Not the fat guy you remember at Lausanne. Went to Spain. Got better. He's not a second round pick. I just had never heard him say he was a top ten pick before. Um, what he said to me was late lottery. That yeah. is what I remember him saying. I have to go back. I don't, maybe I have it on a hard yeah. drive somewhere. I can go find the actual Q&A. But that's what I remember what you, him saying. What do you then, in terms of obviously, and I think partly the reason that Mark laughed at it was <clears throat> Mark then remembers him drafting Hashim the beat. That, that's the thing. I, Mark, right. I, I talked to Marcus All about this specifically yeah. at, at one point, and Marcus All said to me, um, I'm trying to remember, close to the word. Paraphrasing, but Marcus all said to me directly, "If if if Hashim Thabit had worked out, they would have traded me." And so, yes, that's a separate thing. Like to what they thought of Marcus all as a quote unquote asset when they made the Powell trade, Mm -hmm. it's a separate question from how they valued him coming off his rookie year going into that draft. Do you think? And again, (laughs) you know, lots of people want to claim credit for drafting Powell. Uh, No one wants to uh, take the blame for drafting Hashim Thabit. We know, you know, specific things. We know Tony Brony Jr. really liked Steph. We know other uh, people really liked uh, Tyreek. Um, do we know what Wallace liked in that? Like, was I got the sense that the beat was more a Heisley Lionel sort of we need defense construction than. But do we know? Oh, I, don't, what, I don't think it was. A, I don't think it was a Lionel thing. No. I, I think so. The year before, so the beat played, I believe, three years at UConn and came after came out after his junior year. There was talk about him coming out after his sophomore year, the year before. And I had talked to Chris Wallace about the beat the year before when, it, when people thought he was going to be out in that draft. And I had expressed skepticism about the beat. And Wallace told me then, again, this is a year before the team drafted him. Wallace told me at that point, look, this guy's going to lead the NBA in shot blocking someday. And so Wallace, I think, believed in, in the beat as a major defensive player. My sense at the time of the draft, a year later, and this is just a sense. This is, you know, you're trying to read tea leaves and right. pick up on hints and stuff. 
my my sense at the time was that if Chris Wallace had been left completely to his own devices, that he favored Tyreek Evans and James Harden, both a right. little bit more than the beat. Um, but I think Heisley definitely Heisley, – Heisley went to Georgetown. He loved Matumbo. The beat was being compared to Matumbo. The team had been bad yep. defensively the year before. And I think Heisley's inclination was the beat. The beat was considered a top-five pick in that draft pretty universally. And he had other people in the organization, like Tony Burden Sr., who were high up the beat. And I think Wallace liked the beat well enough that he went along with the owner's inclination. Uh, what did you uh, What did you think of James Harden over in China saying that uh, he never, never, ever James, uh, Daryl Morey's a liar and he never wants to be part of an organization that includes Daryl Morey? Um, you know, you're not used to hearing stuff like that, like you know, not only on the record, but like in front of a camera with a microphone. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, James Harden has been something of a troublesome property. You know, right. to use a phrase. In the NBA, I mean, he's had a lot of issues. Of course, Daryl Morey said his issues, too. The weird thing is that they they, um, they had a history, a positive history together. I mean, Morey had him in Houston and then went out to try to, to get bring him. him to Philadelphia. Um, so I don't know what the backstory is and what's going on there. But, but one of the things is that Harden wants a certain kind of new deal, and I don't know if anyone wants, anyone wants to give him that. I think there are teams that would trade for him, like, you know, at the right price, but I don't think anyone's looking to give James Harden a four or five year max contract right now. All right, Chris, we appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks. Chris Harrington from the Daily <laughs> Memphian. Uh, if you have something you want framed, if you have something, uh, memorabilia, maybe you, uh, maybe you have programs from a uh, World Series baseball game you went to or a Final Four. Uh, Derek Rose is back in town. Maybe you've got stuff from that magical year, and you've just had it kicking around, and it's time to get to turn your memorabilia into something memorable. Frame Corner Memphis would be the place to take it. Right there, 5035 Park Avenue, 5035 Park. Uh, they will go on. They can make whatever you bring in there beautiful with their custom framing. They have pre-made frames too, of course, tabletop frames, all kinds of frames. Um, but if you want to bring in... Uh, honestly, any piece of art, but in particular because of this audience, any sports memorabilia you have, just go ahead, take it in to Frame Corner Memphis. It's framecornermemphis.com, 5035 Park is the address. When we come back, Clayton Collier is going to join us. Uh, He is off to Omaha, but he spent six years in Memphis. Want to talk to him about his time in this city. We'll do that next. It is the Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Celebrating a legacy of Memphis sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk. Always live on the free Odyssey and TuneIn apps. Smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. At the UPS store, you can ship it all. We're your bulky sports equipment shipping store. Your heavy luggage shipping store. Your fancy art shipping store. 
where even your I can't believe it's already time for back to school shipping store. So visit your neighborhood We Ship It All store for dependable UPS shipping with easy to use tracking and competitive rates. The UPS store, be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. At Fisher Investments, our clients know we have their backs. How do your clients know that? Because Fisher Investments is a fiduciary, the highest standard for a financial advisor. It means we're there for our clients and always put their interests first. So wait, you do it because you have to? No, we do it because it's the right thing to do. Our clients trust us with their retirement savings, and we know how important that responsibility is. So we take the time to really get to know them. Get to know them how? We make sure we understand their unique goals, finances, health, family, and lifestyle so we can tailor their portfolio to their specific needs. Our goal is to help them achieve a comfortable retirement. Sounds like a big responsibility. You must make big commissions then, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We have one single transparent fee that's structured so we do better when our clients do better. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you are switching to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly different money management. Investing in securities involves the risk of loss. At the Home Depot, we know pros want to be ready for whatever the job site has in store. That's why the Home Depot app is made for pros who don't miss a beat. So you can power your jobs with rentals to get the tools, trucks, and equipment you need fast. And pro extra benefits to keep your business growing. For doing that doesn't stop. Download the Home Depot app. It's made for doing. Auto Parts' new Brake Best Select Pro brand raises the bar for the best aftermarket domestic brake pads and rotors available. For vehicle-specific friction formulations, quiet tech noise-canceling shims, and stainless steel hardware, choose Brake Best Select Pro. Professional-grade brakes from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Regents Bank presents Live at the Garden 2023 at the Memphis Botanic Garden. Friday, August 25th, Live at the Garden welcomes the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald. Don't miss the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald Live at the Garden. Get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Visit LiveAtTheGarden.com. Also presented by South State Duncan Williams, AutoZone, True Green, Gusset Motors, The Lily Company, Pro Show, and My Happy Events. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew Filipponi here bringing you the parlay of the day brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Every year, at least one NFL team goes worst to first. Last year, it was Jacksonville. The year before, it was Cincinnati. Who will it be in 2023? The most popular answer is the Jets, plus 220 to win the AFC East and the most bet-on team to win the Super Bowl. My personal favorite is the Bears to win the NFC North at plus 430. I expect a big breakout from Fields in his second year in the offense with a beefed-up O-line and a new wide receiver. So consider this parlay. The Chiefs to win the AFC West with the Bears to win the NFC North. A $100 bet wins more than 700 bucks. That's it for the parlay of the day. Brought to you by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel app today and make every moment more with America's number one sports book. 21 plus and present in Tennessee. Bonus issued is normal drawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet $100. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call T and Redline. 1-800-889-9789. 
Are you a maintenance mechanic, diesel mechanic, welder, or a compactor repair person? Are you looking for a different kind of company and culture to be a part of? At Waste Connections and Team Waste, our employees reap the benefit of realizing their potential with our trust and full support. As a second chance company, we offer competitive pay, a sign-on bonus, tuition reimbursement, tool reimbursement for our mechanics, and at the end of every workday, you get to be home. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers.wasteconnections.com and become a part of a great team of people. The legend of Zaxby's hand-breaded chicken. The fire of roasted corn. The crunch of tortilla strips. The kick of Southwest Ranch. That's right, y'all. You better saddle up because the Southwest Salad is back for a limited time. And as always, it's not for the faint of flavor. So order the Southwest Salad and the Zaxby's Rewards app while it's still on the horizon. Woo, saucy! Zaxby's. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. around in the gathering, if you're going to walk on water. Football season is quickly approaching. FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time that team wins in the regular season. So you're a Chiefs fan. You bet on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Every time the Chiefs win in the regular season, you get bonus bets again for every win. And then you can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, whatever strikes your fancy. So go to FanDuel.com slash promo code. FanDuel.com slash promo code. Or maybe it's Calkins. Is it Calkins? Yes, yours is Calkins. And start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel.com slash Calkins. C-A-L-K-I-N-S. See, I'm such an idiot, I read promo code, not realizing Correct. it's Calkins. I'm a, I'm a radio professional. I've been doing this for years. FanDuel.com slash Calkins. Listen, if you want to use, if you want to take advantage of this, bet on a Super Bowl winner and you get bonus bets Every time they win in the regular season. Must be 21 or older. Present Tennessee. First online real money wager. Only $10 deposit required. Refund issues. Non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Max bonus 50 bucks unless otherwise specified restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Joined now in studio by Clayton Collier, formerly of ABC 24, now of Omaha, Nebraska. You're about to head out. Pack up the old U-Haul and off you go. Yeah, I, you know, I had my last day on Friday. Mm. Saturday morning, I wake up, my wife rolls over, and the first thing she says to me is, get a job, you bum. <laughs> <laughs> well, happily, you had one, you have one. When there you, you decided to come here six years ago, mm-hmm. what was that process like? What was what did you know about Memphis, and uh, and how did you decide to take this, to, to pack up and move to the Southern Berg? Yeah, so I was in my first market out of college. I'm from New York. I went to Seton Hall in Jersey. By the way, um, summa cum laude. I saw that they, today. They, okay, they got that. Summa, it's no, not summa? It was, it's only cum laude. Fake truth. Apparently. Wow. I didn't tell them summa, to do that. Um, oh, you're going into <laughs> Omaha and there are false pretenses. Fake They're news. like, this dude is going to be really smart. <laughs> Summa cum laude. I, I never I never claimed that. You never that. told them. Um, you just no, told them cum laude. But I will tell you, I sent the link, and that was the first thing my mom texted me was, you didn't, you weren't summa, summa cum laude. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. 
So where um, was your previous market you came from? Bismarck, North Dakota. Bismarck. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so so you thought this would be a step up. Did you know, had you been to Memphis? Did you know anything about Memphis? I had never been to Memphis other than for the interview. And I knew Beale Street, barbecue. I knew the Grizzlies were here. Um, I knew my mom loved Elvis and would love an excuse to come here and experience that whenever she wanted. Um, beyond that, I didn't really know a whole lot. And I'm really really grateful for being here and, and getting to experience this city and, you know, be able to call it home and, and have it be part of our story. My wife and I, I mean, um, she, I met her in Bismarck. She followed me down to Memphis. We got married here a few years ago over at Ansdale. We had a rehearsal dinner at Majestic. You know, we, isn't that and, amazing? Yeah. It, it's, you know, you're the Ansdale one that I think, mansion is where you had the wedding. Yeah. Majestic is where you had your rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. So and this will always be the place where you got hitched. That's pretty exciting. Took our engagement photos here. I mean, uh, it, it's always going to be something that's part of us. And and you're the one that I think I heard this from of Memphis has a way of getting in your blood. And it's so true, man. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I came here. I signed a two-year deal. I thought it was going to be a stop on the way. And it's really, you know... Put our put its hooks in us for sure. Both my wife and I. We had no prior connection here. So why does that? I mean, are you just saying this to make us feel better? No. Are you just I, saying it's not. It's <laughs> hey, hey, it's not you. It's me. Why no. as you break up with us as a city? No. No. I mean, you know, we were just having dinner last night with uh, with Eric Vernon from Barbecue Shop. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, uh, the first time I met him, I was I went out with a few people. I was by myself. My my wife hadn't made it down to Memphis yet. And I ran into him at a bar on South Main, and he just started chatting up with me. He said, you know, what uh, what barbecue have you had? And I mentioned a couple places, and obviously I didn't mention his place. So he smiles, and he says. You didn't did, know at the time that he was a I barbecue had, I, purveyor. I he was no, just a guy. I had no idea. I, and right. So I was like, that's an odd question. Maybe wanted to know what barbecue <laughs> places. So he smiles, and he says, when's your next off day? I said, Tuesday. He said, all right, you're coming to this address. He's like, come hungry. And I came to a barbecue shop. There was a reserved sign on the table for me. Had a whole spread, ribs, uh, the barbecue spaghetti, no. chicken drummies, everything. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so he nice. You just did this because you were uh, coming out of the blue, moving to. Yeah, and he wanted. He said he wanted to experience, me to experience the real, like, you know, Memphis, like barbecue, everything over at his place. You know, all on him, beautiful. And it just started a beautiful friendship with him, with uh, my wife and I. You know, he's become one of our closest friends. And, uh. That's that's so. The what's spot. your order now at, there, barbecue at the barbecue shop? shop? Uh, definitely the ribs. I mean, obviously the ribs. But uh, you know, if I'm not too hungry, I'll get a pulled pork sandwich. But you have to have the barbecue spaghetti, and you got to get it with the the big Texas toast on the side. Right. That buttery Texas toast. It's kind of like uh, like a taco. And coming again, coming from New York, I heard barbecue spaghetti. I was like, "What do you guys do right, to spaghetti right, here? Right, Are you kidding right, me?" Right. And then I had it, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is this is something else." So uh, yeah, that's that is my spot, and I'm I'm gonna try to get there at least twice this week uh, to try to get my barbecue fill. Um, what uh, you you were here for an interesting time in Memphis mm-hmm. sports? Um, best things you've covered? Uh, you know, from the start, I love that I was here. I got here the week that. I think Tony Allen signed with the Pelicans. It was September 2017. Um, my first big thing was the Memphis UCLA football game that I got to to go to. Um, that was an interesting game. The Memphis home, uh, home, yeah, oh, yep, Memphis home one. UCLA. Yeah. This is Josh mm-hmm. Rosen, far, mm-hmm. future Buffalo Bill. Yeah, thank God, thank God <laughs> they picked the other Josh. Yeah. Um, so you covered that one. They mm-hmm. win that game. 
Yep. Paxton looks great. It was Paxton, right? Uh, Paxton. No, it wasn't it was, Paxton. It was, it was Riley. Riley. It was Riley. That yep. was Riley. Mm-hmm. My memory fades. It's, it all blends uh, together. There was the earlier UCLA game that you were not here for, which mm-hmm. it's funny. One of the the dawning of that era of excellence in Memphis football, when they went to UCLA and nearly beat them, people were so pumped. Mm-hmm. People were so pumped about that. And then you're there. That game was hot, I believe. Oh yeah. yeah, it was. It was. Is that the game that everyone was complaining they ran out of water? It was. In fact. Maybe that was the game. The UCLA home game was the one mm-hmm. where everyone was complaining they ran out of water. And so my first live shot was out in that parking lot. That was also the place that I got my first shot for COVID. As well, was out. In the, you know, I was sitting there and right. I, I, my car was pulled up in pretty much the same exact spot. And there's a marine coming over with a needle, and I was like, "This is this is just something this is else." Weird. Yeah, like. <laughs> But um, so that so you 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 got the glory days in Memphis football. You got the Cotton Bowl. Oh, yeah. You got all of that. Yep, was down for the Cotton Bowl. Um, you know, the watching the rise of Penny Hardaway to become the head coach and everything was was really unique. I was here for Tubby's last year. Saw him at East High School. Saw the championship. We were out there at right. the Murfreesboro when he couldn't really talk about it. Right. Um, and then you know watching him get hired in his hometown, seeing what that love is like of you know that true homecoming. And having success because a lot of these guys that have come back, you know, it, it's been tough at times. You saw with Georgetown with Pat Ewing how it didn't necessarily work right. out. Uh, you know, what he's been able to bring in on the recruiting front, get them back to the tournament, um, and and just re-energize some excitement around here about this team has been great. Um, and then seeing a world golf championship, getting to walk the front nine with Brooks Kepka and Roy McIlroy for the first WGC was amazing. Right. Uh, and then last but not least – Actually, seeing some Grizzlies playoffs these last few years. Right. Uh, first time was was kind of halfway there with you know with the Jazz series. It, it wasn't you know fully what it could be, but I mean Memphis really becomes its own when when the playoffs are on. I know you've talked about that right. a ton, and uh, just to see how alive it becomes and how much of itself it becomes, um, that that's that's something really special to see. Do you to the Tigers? Uh, let's go through them real quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you as you head out, mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on the state of Memphis football? Well, I, I think it's going to be an interesting year. <laughs> I think uh, this is going to be, you know. It's funny, I stirred up a, remember Jeffrey, Friday we were talking about Memphis football, and I said, I said, in a whole bunch of, we, we were all, here's the truth. We're all frustrated that Memphis football isn't where it was in those days you're talking about. Yeah, right? like, no, absolutely. That was fun. Yeah, like, that was, was a blast. Were you here for for game day? Oh yeah, yeah, Absolutely. like it was yeah. one of the great days. And so I said, and now we don't talk about Memphis football because who the hell cares about Memphis football? Mm-hmm. And someone picked that quote up. And of course, I care about Memphis football, or I wouldn't be talking about it. I'm the person who every time anyone talks about abandoning the football program, I think they're crazy. And I said it decades ago. But it is frustrating that they don't mean as much. Mm-hmm. And there's not a buzz and i don't know are we responsible for the buzz are you responsible in your role at abc 24 for generating the buzz have you failed at your job of generating buzz no Um, i think it's it's i think it's also analyzing what people interact with the most and you know if the tigers are not at a high level on the football and the city doesn't really interact with it the way it does with basketball whether they're good or bad you know it's not as much of a it's just not as much of a talker in that respect so you know if the the wins start to pile up again and you start to see some success for Tigers football, you know, there's going to be people that come out right. in droves once that happens, but I think that's got to happen first. I think for Ryan also, I mean, we don't talk enough about how tough of a situation 
that walked into or right after the Cotton Bowl is COVID, and that's just such a momentum killer for a lot of things, you know, not just football. Um, so for for that to happen where, you know, things kind of got stifled is, on that night. There's no yeah. question it was terrible time. A, a <laughs> horrible situation, and the rules all changed, and mm-hmm. COVID changed everything and everything. But you know who else they changed it for? Tulane. You know who else they changed it for? Uh, Cincinnati. You know who else they changed it for? Houston. You know who else they changed it for? Uh, Texas San Antonio. Like, it's right. not like Ryan's the only one who had to deal with COVID, who had to deal with the fact that players transfer now, that you need NIL money, that uh, whatever else. So you can either no, it's adapt a, to the new rules or you can complain about them. That's fair. That's also fair. It's very true. Um, so, it, you know, you got to see what, what happens with, you know, moving forward with this team. I mean, you, you have Seth Hennigan. You have a lot of great pieces around. And I love Seth. And yeah. people talk about, do you have any sense of whether the new weapons are going to be good? They seem, you know, confident. And I mean, you know, Ryan's talking about how the, you know, at media day, he kind of just hinted as a response to the media poll that, you know, because of the transfer portal, people probably just don't know us. So we're ready right. to surprise some people and that, you know, it felt a little bit more than just coach talk. So maybe that's Ryan kind of puffing out his chest a little bit. I, if you remember last right. year, he was talking about how young his roster was before the right. season even now started. It's a little so, bit different. Yeah. I, I kind of took that so as a little of an indication of like, you guys don't know what I have yet. Um, maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading right. too far in between the lines, but. Okay. Memphis basketball this year. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think Penny did an amazing job because we were talking to him at the, uh, the auto zone Liberty bowl, you know, uh, golf tournament. And, at that time, we're like, well, Mikey Williams, what's going to happen with him? What's going to happen with DeAndre Williams? Right. You know, what does your roster look like if you don't have those two guys? Now, it, it's kind of <laughs> incredible, right? Like it the, is the turnaround. Um, and so, to the point now where you can expect this team to be a tournament team, even if you don't have either of those guys. Right. Uh, and and that's an incredible turnaround from that conversation. So, um, you know, Penny has done a, a terrific job of adapting to this landscape in a way that a lot of, you know, major college coaches have not been able to. That's what why you see Tiger basketball player have you enjoyed covering the most? DeAndre's been a lot of fun. He's a hoot. He is. He is. He's a hoot. Yeah. Uh, I, one of his press conferences. But Kendrick was great because every time yeah. Kendrick talked, it was gold. Like mm-hmm. Kendrick was, and he felt like it was all sincere. It didn't feel like he was just putting, you know, on smoke. Oh, yeah, for sure. But DeAndre, I think when he got into like a scuffle at one point, he called the guy old boy. I don't know. That one sticks right. out to me when he was just right. like, he he's just he's funny in a way that I, he doesn't even mean to be at all, and uh, and that's really uh, entertaining for me. But it, it's also it was cool to see the the East High connection all the way through with Penny, and uh, you know I think of like that that state title press conference at you know at City Hall, and we were talking to Alo and Malco and 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 uh, Chandler and James Wiseman and all these guys, and they all ended up at Memphis. And we I right. remember talking to them asking like. Do you think you're going to go to Memphis? And obviously, they're you know still recruiting, being coy and everything. But to look back and say, "Wow, like that's uh, that they all ended up coming to the U of M with Penny," um, is something cool to see. All the Talking way from to Clayton Kyer, ABC Twenty Four. He's now headed to Omaha, uh, where he will be continuing his great work. Um, Grizzlies this year, Ja. What do you think? I think they've done a really solid job of addressing what they needed to. In this respect, I mean, they answered. Yeah, I, I'm a Mets fan, so I, I've grown right. up like you know seeing. How's this year been for you? Yeah, let's, <laughs> it's but been it's fun good to have a rich yeah. owner. Here's yeah. the truth: they're just gonna do it again. Mm-hmm. The Mets yeah. are just gonna reload again. Like he's gonna keep spending money, and now they got prospects for their pitchers, and now they can right. I mean, I, yeah, I would still be hopeful, honestly, if I were a, if I were a 
if I were a Mets fan. And yes, they won a, they won World Series with troubled players once upon a time. Oh yeah, no, I know. It, it's when you go back that that ESPN thirty for thirty they did was incredible. Uh, right. Once upon a time in Flushing, it makes you think it's amazing they even got one. <laughs> depending on like how good right. that team was, um, and you know just how much of how many difficulties so many guys had on that team. But no, I, I think you know they put some good pieces around John Morant to succeed. I think the biggest key is is how is he going to respond to, that. to this now adjustment where it's not just John Morant and everybody else. Like Marcus Smart is a guy that's going to hold him accountable either privately or publicly. That's going to be yeah, fascinating because John doesn't really like being held accountable. I mean, like. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. You know, like, and we saw when Steven Adams tried it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, it'll be interesting. But there weren't a lot of vocal leaders. There yeah. was a lot of lead by example right. type of guys. Like, a Tyus Jones was a great leader, but he's a quieter leader. Um, Marcus Smart is not that. Right. So, you know. It'll be fascinating. It, be it fascinating. will. And that's going to determine this season. Okay. A couple other things. Um, where are your three favorite places in Memphis? Ooh, that's a good Physical one. Physical locations in Memphis. While you think about that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. I don't mean to uh, No, no. I, that's totally, I didn't prep yeah. you on that. I didn't prep you on that one. I was thinking, I actually have thought about, like, doing a series at the Daily Memphian on my the best places in Memphis. and Because, yeah. like, I think the dog park out at Shelby Farms is, like, literally one of the best places in Memphis. Honestly, Shelby Farm Hyde Lake is, like, walking around Hyde Lake is, like, mm-hmm. one of the best places in Memphis. But, like, you might say that table at the barbecue shop is one of your best places. Jeffrey, what's your favorite place in Memphis? Do you have a favorite place in Memphis? Place. It can be a it can be a restaurant. It can be a I mean like I, the rendezvous on so many different levels for me like from a nostalgia perspective, like family aspect. I mean, honestly, at this point now FedEx Forum mm-hmm. inc- is included in that. Um FedEx Forum's pretty magical too. Like, like the you know where it is right there, and I, Beale Street has its own troubles. Restaurant, I mean, Hog and Hominy was where uh, Aliyah and I had her first date. So, really? Your yeah. first date was Hog and the, Hominy? The old Hog and Hominy. Um, right. yeah. So there's, there's Okay, I'm moving on to a different there. story. If you want to revisit that one, you yeah, can. Because one I'm of the things back. that I really yeah. like is that you do, um, in addition to asking the best questions at press conferences, thank you very much, we'll miss you. Thank you. <laughs> um, you do great stories about Off the Beaten Path. Any that you're particularly proud of that you've done while you've been here? Yeah, I mean, getting to just tell stories and while you're, I mean, I'm sure you've had this a thousand times when you're interviewing somebody and you're just amazed at them while you're while they're talking to you so, across the for table. For example, um, Anna De La Rosa, uh, she was at Houston uh, in soccer. She went to CBU. Um, she got leukemia, and uh, she got treated at St. Jude. Came back, scored a goal. I was going in to interview her, and we're setting up the cameras and just chit-chatting, and she said it was ahead of senior day, and she was a junior at the time, but she said, I had a dream last night that we scored a game-winning goal in overtime. It was a senior that scored, and I had the assist. And, like, cameras hadn't started rolling yet. Sure enough, that night, they go to, you know, overtime. There she is in the corner with the assist. Senior kicks it, game-winning goal. And I was like, is there anything this girl can't do? <laughs> like, she beat leukemia, put on 30 pounds of muscle in, like, right. five months, came back and played at a high level and was scoring goals, and then just called the game from the shot. I mean, Jeffrey, you should probably start hitting her up for some sports bets. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's just so many people like that. And in this city overall, 
Um, is there – you grew up in a certain time watching – consuming New York sports media. Yeah. It's obviously changing sports media mm-hmm. in all kinds of ways. But one of the ways it's changing is local television. And what people will notice is, is that it feels like local television cares not a whit about sports. Like the, 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 the staffs have shrunk from when I got here. It felt like, you know, now people are carrying their own cameras, like whatever and stuff like this. The staffs have shrunk. And I think, at least the perception is, that the, um, literally the number of minutes that are given over to sports also shrunk. Is that broadly true across the industry? And is it is it a, is it is it permanent? Um, and what's uh, your new gig going to be like in terms of that? Yeah, uh, so I think overall, I would say generally yes, because I think just local media in general is trying to figure out how to transition. Still, um, you know, the the new job that I'm going to, they're very passionate about Nebraska football. They they travel for that. They you know, it's myself and and um, you know one other sports anchor there, but then they also have a station in Lincoln as well. So there's, there's a big pool of talent in that respect. Um, but they're, they're passionate about their sports right. there. And that's something that's, that's very attractive. But, you know, when it comes overall to, to local TV, um, you know, that, that is something that has been getting away from to some extent. And, uh, you know, that's how they figure out moving forward. That's going to be a challenge. But I mean, we see that also at the regional level and the national level, where ESPN right. oh, no, has it's, layoffs. It's and, and yeah, no, la- yeah, yeah. <laughs> ESPN just had a massive wave of layoffs, mm-hmm. right? It, would you? I'm sure this happens to you. Kids get in touch with you or say, "I want your job." Mm-hmm. What do you tell them? What's the advice you give them? Do do as much as you can and learn as many skills as possible. Because I mean, even you see it here, where you know you're not just you know, writing, I mean, you right. could, but you're also here doing a show. You're doing radio right. as well. There's podcasts. There's so many different skills. And, like, so I've tried coming mm-hmm. out of college to just be able to do as much as possible to be flexible because we don't know what it's going to look like 5, 10, 20 years from now. Um, so just acquiring as many skills so that you have something that may stick you when do, the spaghetti you don't, gets You wouldn't thrown. say don't do it? I wouldn't say so because it's – there are a lot of – I was questioning that a couple of years ago. And one of my mentors, you were questioning it. You were like, "Oh yeah, am I doing the right thing here? Am oh, absolutely. I, is this the what the, the path?" Yeah, right? you're away from family. You know, I, I, as you, you know, work a like, lot of weekends, right. work a lot of nights. You work a lot of, you know, right. And so I was talking. I was having dinner with one of my mentors and his wife, um, and we were talking. And I was basically having this conversation. I said, "There's just a lot of moments of frustration and a couple minutes of some payoff." And uh, she said, you know, a lot of jobs don't even have those moments of payoff. And I said, that's true. And there's been some really cool moments of payoff here in Memphis. And I'm really grateful for that. Well, I've always admired the way that you um, you came in here and you wrapped your arms around the city. And um, and that's all that's all the a place can ask, right? I mean, it feels like you actually, you're not just, like, you're going to miss it. I am going to miss it. And I, I thought of my three favorite places. Oh, good. FedEx Forum, uh-huh. Barbecue Shop, Coin and Silver Shop. On Poplar Avenue. Coin and Silver Shop? I'm a big coin collector. Really? Tom and Kendall and Chris coin and Tyler and out silver. there. He's a coin. This and that. We're getting this now. Yeah. Too late to explore this this new angle. It's awesome. Uh, there you go. Three favorite places. <laughs> and none of those are where he got married or had his rehearsal dinner. 
Well, those are great, too, but you only gave me three. In FedEx yeah. Forum, I've spent most of my time probably there. All right, Godspeed, <laughs> and uh, have a. We, we, certainly, we certainly miss you here in Memphis. Thanks for stopping by this morning. By the way, uh, one of my favorite places in Memphis is Bounty on Broad. In fact, I'm arranging right now. i got to get back because there are things that are new on this menu that I have not had. And I, I can steer you to the things that I know I love. The fried oysters, the Brussels, the lamb shank, the dark chocolate sea salt souffle. I can tell you to go on Wednesday and get the wine down Wednesday, half price bottles of wine, half price glasses of wine. But I need to check out the new thing. So I will see you there. It's 410-8131, Broad Avenue. Jeffrey, what is coming up next on 92.9? Here's what's coming up next. Jeff, here's what's coming up next on Jason and John. Jason Fitz will join them at 125. Jason Munns joins us on Giannato and Jeffrey today at 240. Jeff will join Gabe at 5 o'clock. Thanks for listening, everybody. we got to get out of here. Uh, back tomorrow for an hour. Work's done. Coming up at 11 a.m., it's the Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. The second half of the baseball season is here, and each game means a little, a little bit, bit more. We're talking pennant races and wild card chases, with each pitch bringing us closer to the playoffs. The free Odyssey app lets you listen to live play-by-play of your local team. So no matter what you're up to, you'll never have to miss another game. Download the free Odyssey app today and keep baseball close by all summer long. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. It's time for back to school again. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Memphis store. And we have all the New Balance shoes and apparel your kids need to keep them at their best this fall. We have the largest selection of New Balance shoes in Memphis. And our fit specialists are trained in measuring growing feet. At the New Balance Memphis store, you'll get the perfect fit every time. Get ready for back to school now by shopping with us at the New Balance Memphis store, located on Germantown Parkway behind the Outback Steakhouse. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-700-6898. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your your problems and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health a one million dollar policy should only cost about a hundred to two hundred dollars per month big lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well you may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new one million dollar policy remember call big lou he's like you except he's only on number two 
Call Term Provider at 800-700-6898. That's 800-700-6898. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-700-6898. 800-700-6898. When I can't sleep, my mind just races. I think about work, the kids... But I don't think about taking melatonin because I'm afraid I'll feel groggy in the morning. Zequel Pure Z's Gummies has an optimal dose of melatonin for no next day grogginess, so you can fall asleep naturally and wake up feeling refreshed. <sighs> Zequel Pure Z's Gummies for better sleep like never before. And try Pure Z Sleep Plus Next Day Energy with melatonin plus extended release B vitamins. Dad, I don't feel good. <coughs> I'll grab the Vicks Dayquil Kids Honey. Isn't Dayquil just for parents? Actually, Vicks Dayquil Kids Honey is just for kids. Specially designed to treat kids' most bothersome cold symptoms quickly with a honey-licious tasting flavor kids like. You know what else kids like? Dayquil Kids Honey first, then video games. Deal. Vicks Dayquil Kids Honey. The kids' honey-licious daytime coughing congestion stuffy head stuffy nose medicine. Safe for ages 6+. plus. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company. Nervive tablets contain alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort. Plus B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. 